Hey, I'm Mazray. I use he, him, and use and use pronoun, depending on this. I'm a Black, African, Ghanaian, African-American, gender fluid, mentally ill, queer, AC aerospectrum, polyamorous individual, currently residing on Wapinger and Progressive Land. <clears throat> this is mostly a space for me to share stories, music, thoughts, insecurities, prayers, and whatever else happens to be on my mind. My only goal is for me to authentically share something I feel is lacking in some parts of my life. I want to be open and honest with myself, willing to make mistakes, hold myself accountable for the impact of my thoughts, actions, and privileges have on the world and learn. Um, I believe reflection is necessary for growth and we are always growing. Please bear with me as this is the first time I would, I'm talking to myself and sharing that with other people. Like, I talk to myself all the time, me, but I'll be talking to myself and be like, other people listen to me talking to myself. So, I don't know how I'd be. We're gonna see how it goes. Um, and hopefully I get a little flow going or something like that. But thank you for coming to the space and listening to me share my thoughts and dreams and stuff. You're cool people. Have a blessed day. Drink some water. Hi. I have shied away from claiming the word aromantic as mine for about four years now for a couple of different reasons. One, I did not want to be misinterpreted or to mislead anyone. I did not want them to think that by me calling myself a romantic, I never experienced romantic attraction at all or, and never desired a romantic relationship. Two, because it was assumed of me. I would introduce, introduce myself to people as semisexual, they would store that in their brain incorrectly as asexual and assume that aromanticism came right along with it. Mostly our people assume that aromanticism, but aspect people would as well. Three, I didn't think I could authentically claim it. I knew that I was aeroflux, had experienced romantic attraction before, I wanted an ultra soft romo kind of relationship. If I wanted these things, how could I claim aeromanticism? Four, I didn't see or know of any black aeromantics and so thought it was impossible for us to exist. Visibility is important. I had very much bought into the concept of quote unquote black love and the only aeromantic people I saw were white folks and non-black POC, mostly Asian. And so I thought aeromanticism was diametrically opposed to blackness as a construct. Some definitions. Alloromantic, a term describing a person who is not aromantic or under the aromantic umbrella. Alterous attraction, the desire for emotional closeness, which is not adequately described by romantic or platonic attraction. Alterous attraction may feel like a combination of platonic and romantic, or somewhere in between platonic and romantic on a spectrum, or may feel distinct from either. Source, a romantic spooky. A romantic, 
a term for a person who does not experience romantic attraction. Aeroflux, a person whose orientation fluctuates between aromantic and alloromantic and or shifts along the aromantic spectrum. Soft Romo, low-level romantic relationship. Queer platonic, also known as quasi-platonic relationship. A non-romantic relationship characterized by intense levels of commitment and intimacy that are not typical or common in platonic relationships in a Western context. Qualomantic, also known as WTF or what the fuck romantic. One, not understanding or actively disidentifying with romance, romantic attraction, romantic orientation, is sensible or applicable categories, personal, or two, feeling that these categories are personally inaccessible, inapplicable, or nonsensical. Source, the romantic speaking. Qual romantic is a bit of a doozy to explain. I will go into what it means for me a bit later. These are just some basic definitions because other people on the interwebs have done a great job explaining these things. I am here talking about my personal experience, but I want people to have sources to refer to. If I use terminology, they are not familiar with. What does Aeroflux mean for me? The beauty of such a term is that its fluidity means that it can encapsulate many different experiences. It also means that unless someone explicitly tells you what Aeroflux means to them, there is no, there is no way to know in what way they do or do not experience romantic attraction. If you imagine aromanticism as a spectrum, with aromantic on the left and alloromantic on the right, here are the attractions I experience in order of their relation to aromanticism. Aromantic, gray romantic, qual what the fuck romantic, and alloromantic. No, not all qual romantic people identify as aromantic, and qual romantic as a term comes from folks disidentifying with their romantic aromantic binary. Let's start with a term that's most complicated to understand the basis of this aspect of my identity and the label that I cling to the least, qualromantic. From the def definition written above, the second half is how I understand qualromantic for myself. Feeling that these categories, romance, romantic attraction, romantic orientation, are personally inaccessible, inapplicable, and nonsensical. Further down on that aromantic switchy page, it also states that qualomantic experiences may include being unsure if you experience romantic attraction or not, being unable to understand romantic attraction as a concept or feeling, finding the concept of attraction to be inaccessible, inapplicable, or nonsensical, being unable to pin down a clear understanding of romantic attraction, so being unable to say whether or not you experience it, having a difficulty distinguishing romantic attraction from other types of attraction, or being able to distinguish them at all, questioning romanticism for such a long time that the questioning itself becomes the identity rather than the path towards any other more stable identity, struggling with romanticism because it feels too complicated, simply not feeling that any other romantic orientation label is applicable. I know that romantic attraction is a thing, 
and that other people experience it and it makes sense for them. I've heard people discuss the intimacy and connection that exists in romantic relationships and also want long-term partners in which there is intimacy and connection. However, I have never really understood what romantic, romantic attraction is or feels like, even though I look at romantic relationships as something I might want to have. I have had four friendships that turned into really close partnerships to the extent to which I began to see these four individuals as people I would like to have with me for the rest of my life. I did not necessarily want to change anything about the current setup of our relationship. I was content with being best friends just really forever. I just could see myself making big life decisions around their wants, needs, hopes, and dreams. When I learned that the term queer platonic, I asked for that, and that was turned down. What I found out later is that I scared people away. Because the thing is, at 16, 18, and 19, the ages I was at the time when I began thinking of these kinds of relationships, no one is thinking about permanently settling down, even though that's not quite what I was looking asking for. And the only frame of reference any of us had for this level of commitment is that society had taught us about romantic relationships. Whenever I talk about those past relationships, especially one in particular, I am typically asked by Alice if I had romantic feelings for any of them. And for two of those people, the answer is surely, I don't know. I've never been able to parse out romantic attraction for myself, and it makes much more sense to think of my relationships in terms of the level of intimacy and connection I have with folks. I'm also maybe a little bit of a relationship in a place. Maybe what I feel is a mix between romantic and platonic alters, or maybe it's platonic, or maybe I could go on forever. At the end of the day, I personally feel like romantic categories are not useful for me, or don't really apply to me, because I don't know what the fuck romantic attraction is, and I'm also not interested in finding out. I do not feel like I am missing out on anything by not finding an answer to, do I experience this kind of attraction? because I've been living my life not knowing pretty fun. Our romantics can go their entire lives without having an answer. Do you experience alters attraction or is your central attraction something you feel sometimes or all the times or only under certain, certain circumstances? Maybe this is a kind of fuck you to the notion of having a romantic identity but it's mostly just me being like, what the fuck is attraction? Uh, yeah. So if I don't experience romantic attraction, or if I'm not sure if I do, but I don't really care too much about knowing, then why do I use other labels to describe my romantic orientation, including an L label? Let me explain. I know what my primary forms of attraction are, aesthetic and sensual, I also know that most of the time I do not experience romantic attraction, which is why aromanticism as a label is accurate for me, and also why of all my romantic orientation identities, aromantic is the one that is the most important to me after aeroflux. But the main reason why I identify as aromantic is for community. The A and LGBTQIA plus stands for asexual, aromantic, and agender. 
we are a very small community with very little to no visibility, especially visibility that isn't whitewashed in Boston Center. But the Aramisa community, tiny as hell. As tiny as it is, there are some visibly Arab folks and Arab orcs and Arab influencers and whatnot. But the world is still coming to terms with accurate asexual representation and aromantic folks, especially allo arrows, are fighting for visibility and respect from within the community. We really can't get much smaller as a community because then we will be all by ourselves. My identifications with gay romantic and paramantic kind of go hand in hand. One slash if I experience romantic attraction, it is at a very low level, but it can be to anyone of any gender. I also identify as pain romantic on its own because the idea, because on the very rare off chance that I experience romantic attraction, which has only happened once, it's still to anyone of any gender. I most often explain my Arabic identity often. Like I do this often. I don't know, I'm talking to myself in the shower. I say that I identify as aromantic or romantic most of the time, because these are terms easily understood to most other queers, and that is not wholly accurate. I think that it would be more truthful to say that I mostly identify at the intersection of aromantic and qua what the fuck romantic, and then when I do experience romantic attraction, it is at very low levels. My identities as arrow and qua are fairly stable, and I identify as either for months at a time, with short bursts in between of being gray row. When I actively have a crush on someone, that's happened twice, it can be a bit weird because levels of romantic attraction vary, which makes me question whether it is significant enough to act on. And I might also slide back into the aromantic for a few weeks and the crush disappears, just for it to randomly pop back up a couple of months later. How annoying. All of this being said, it's still taken many years before I felt comfortable claiming the label aromantic because I was really afraid of invalidating others, in particular, in particular aromanticism. But my aromanticism is still valid, even if it looks different than the norm. Niggas be assuming shit. <clears throat> I'm not trying to start nothing, but when I first started getting plugged into online aerospaces, I got the impression that this was the safe space for Aroesis, what they said was law. It made sense, as they were left out of many other spaces, including LGBTQ plus spaces, and so this was their turf. While the general aerospace community seems welcoming of the diverse experiences in our community, the aeromancer community specifically seemed white-facing and inaccessible to me, a black baby arrow. To be aeromancer and non-asexual is to get shot on like the rest of the arrows. A lot of harm and erasure was done there. I thought this problem would be solved by hanging out with peers of color. At this college access program I participated in, me and some of the cute BBs would do gay day outs on the weekend, eat mac and cheese and a cup, and play never have I ever. I tried to come out as Aeroflux then, but eventually settled on Grey Romantic. It was cute. Some people got it, some people didn't. A lot of people assumed my innocence and sex and romance and related things. I still had a mostly good time. College has been messy. I did a pre-orientation program, summer program for poor kids, in which I was open about using they, she pronouns, and people still assumed my cis womanhood. 
I was rather straight for five and comfortable weeks. Yeah. When the academic year started, I tried to be vocal about being on the A spectrum, then being polysexual, but didn't realize I was being read as both asexual and aromantic. And so a couple of awkward experiences. One time I went over to my pre-orientation counselor's house for tea to catch up on things. And I'm not certain of what I said, but the response I got was, oh, I thought you were aromantic. That would not be the only time that my aromanticism would be assumed. And with that came other assumptions that I was not comfortable with. Because I didn't have to worry about all this romantic love and relationship stuff, I was lucky. When in fact, I have had to deal with messy, meaningful, painful, tumultuous, and harmful relationships, just like any other ally. The fact that these relationships are platonic, queer platonic, or familiar, familial in nature makes them no less important, impactful, and sometimes damaging to my life as romantic relationships. It also erases the fact that despite the ambivalence of my romantic attraction, I do want a romantic relationship, or at least a relationship with romantic elements. I desire love in other forms too, and we'll talk about this in another piece, but it is so, 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 so hard to talk about desired romantic relationships when a particular kind of aromanticism is assumed of me. In my aromanticism being assumed of me, my primary forms of attraction, aesthetic and sensual, have many ways. But also, despite assuming both my asexuality and aromanticism, allies have no way of interpreting demonstrated interests or perceived attraction outside of an allonormative and anatonormative framework. For example, during late January of my sophomore year of college, my school hosted its annual Black Solidarity Conference. I mentioned to some POC friends, one of them had Black heritage, among others, about two Black friends I had come across whose style and aesthetic I really appreciated and valued, and that I wish I had the confidence to let them know that. One of them also performed at the talent show, and I wanted to talk to her about talk to her about her music. I had no idea how to start that conversation or even find her again with one day of the conference left. All I had was her Instagram handle. This group of people who knew I was spec started giving me suggestions about how I could suggestively slide into her DM and maybe I could even get lucky. My only other black friend in the space began to try and coach me on how to get this girl and no one was listening to me when I said, I would just follow her and see if she posted more about her music. Perhaps it was much more enjoyable to include me in this ritual, Daisy, that they seem to practice pretty regularly. The conversation turned to someone else's potential love interest. I guess because I was not an interesting enough subject being asexual and all. Experiences like these make me feel like I am involving myself no matter what I do. Emphasizing the non-romantic and non-sexual elements of my attraction to these two people would reinforce the idea of aromanticism that was being applied to me. To go along with it would also be to open myself up to unwanted questions such as, are you really aromantic? Which is nobody's business but my own. There's no space for nuance here as an aromantic person who is partially interested in romance. And so because aromanticism was assumed with me, a huge part of me was silenced in every space I entered, 
Ukraine fears recent. Black love. Oh, what to say about black love? It's magical, mysterious, healing, powerful. If you haven't listened to my current R&B playlist, you should. I grew up knowing black love was sacred. It was one of those things that I knew in my heart, intimately at four years old. It was something that I was taught by my mother, African-American women I met everywhere, and by listening to the ancestors. Sometimes people try to break down and encapsulate black love in hashtagable phrases like black girl magic and melanin queen, but black love is more than the power that rests in black womanhood or in our rich, dark skin tones, though that is a part of it. Black love at its core is the strength and resilience of blackness, no matter what the world has thrown at it. Black love is never ending and impossible to destroy. One of the lessons I was taught early on was to protect Black love. I was told the stories of my peoples who boldly claimed love and had their partners sold or killed during slavery. I was told the stories of mothers who could barely hold their babies because the the state stole them because of the war on drugs. I was told the stories of men who were locked behind bars, never allowed to become a favorite uncle because they battled away in themselves for no reason other than racism. I was told the stories of black mothers who were jailed for child neglect in a system that would rather criminalize them than provide resources for raising disabled children while homeless. I was told the stories of black people being killed asleep in their home. I was taught to protect black love. While I was taught to protect Black love, I was also taught, in theory, to love expansively. This means when I love, I give a lot into it. And that I have the capacity to love many people at once, simultaneously, and often desire to be able to show or express love to multiple people constantly. Perhaps this is why I'm polyamorous. Perhaps also, this is why I'm overwhelming for people. Black love for me is an indivisible entity and therefore does not ascribe to the categories of romantic or aesthetic or altruist or what have you. It just is. As someone who has been socialized as and in part identifies as a Black woman, something that the culture has shown me is that I must hold love in my heart for Black men, whether this be as a parent, a lover, romantic, sexual, or otherwise, a sibling, a daughter, a friend. However, it has been my experience that even though my Black love is vast and open, that is not true for men, cis or otherwise, and I am usually harmed in these relationships. While I've been thinking about Black love and men and my personal gender for a while, thinking of Black love and aromanticism together has been a new thing for me. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this very long piece, I used to think that Black love and aromanticism were complete opposites of each other and that it was impossible to hold both at the same time. I used to think that Black love and all its vastness necessitated romantic love because to not jump to the broom was to disgrace all the ancestors who were never able to, to be without a romantic partner was to turn your head at what my people had suffered to be able to hold hands and public together confident in their freedom and their safety. 
From Destiny's child to my aunt, I was told that I needed a romantic partner to lean on, raise kids with, cook for. The world was just beginning to re recognize and realize the revolutionary power of Black love. How could I not want to be a part of it? In searching for a positive definition of aromanticism, I realized something that I was never explicitly taught. Black love is queer. Black, is, black love is queer in the sense that it does not adhere to societal norms. In fact, it outright does not give a fuck about what society expects from you. Black love has been doing that shit since day one, and I realized that again, it need to be said. Like all queer entities, black love is unique to all those who experience it. What it means for me may not be what it means for another black person, and that's okay. My aromanticism is the same way. People embody black love and aromanticism in both in a myriad of ways. I'm learning that that is really beautiful. Being black, arrow, and imagining relationships. My INFJ ass loves imagining and dreaming and thinking about anything, especially relationships. I've done it all the time since I was a kid. And as a lucid dreamer who can control his dreams, sometimes all I do is live, breathe, and dream these thoughts. My ideas and dreams about relationships have always been clear. Before any terminology like non-hierarchical polyamory and queer platonic and relationship anarchy, any of the kinds of relationship I desired were different from what society was telling me was the norm. I knew since I was seven that I wanted to live in a house with people I cared about, regardless of the kind of relationship I had with them. I imagined myself like Shrek, living in the woods, except instead of living alone, I was going to live with the friends I hadn't made yet. My father would pray, waiting in vain, and could you be loved? I bought Marley and the whalers on road trips, and I would dream of loving a dark-skinned black woman with mid-black length locks, our third partner, a black guy who would splash water on us and make us squeal while, while at the beach. Our relationship mostly consisted of us drinking tea together and playing in the sand. I was 16, and this is what love looked like for me. As an aromantic person, I know that I would be unhappy in a typical romantic relationship, because I will never be able to reciprocate those same emotions to my partner. I prefer to think about my relationship teaching to the level of intimacy and commitment I have with the person as people. Terms like soft romo, altruist, and queer platonic are sometimes helpful in communicating to others the kinds of relationships I desire, but in my personal life have actually caused more harm than good, and these terms are not very well known outside of aromantic communities. It's incredibly frustrating to be aromantic and for people to treat you like you're heartless or you can never care about anyone at all. We are also put in the unfair and uncomfortable position of justifying our lack of romantic love and explaining the validity of other relationship types. You can feel like you're still stuck within the system because either way, society is telling you that you, are, you yourself are not enough and that you need to be partnered in some way. Some people never want a partner, and that's incredibly fucking valid and should be respected. In trying to navigate a romantic identity in relationships, I also have to deal with the frustration of being a gender non-conforming black woman as well. 
I am hypersexualized, or I'm ugly, expected to perform emotional labor for free, subject to hell and micro and macro aggression, thought that I'm scary, and always trying to make myself palatable for someone else. This is exhausting. And so it is fun to dream and think about love and relationships. And I have some very important and meaningful relationships with folks. But because of my undesirability, because of my blackness and black womanhood, and because of my aromantic identity, I feel very much cut off from having the types of relationships that I would like to have. It can be difficult and frustrating and isolating to see friends, family, strangers who's in and out of casual, serious, or no-labels types of relationships, knowing that if they one day decide to have a romantic partner, they will be supported in that choice. Perhaps not by all society, but perhaps not everywhere, but there are models for what their relationship could look like. Society has given them options on how to find partners. As a Black e-romantic, I have been given nothing. I am in my early 20s, and there is nothing that white careers have to tell me more than to just give it time, because apparently if I'll just wait long enough, I'll also find my people. I think my anger here is really with a matter normativity, but I'm also angry with how my lived experience is based. I've been asked by two white women, how long have I known about the kind of relationships I want, as if my being young had anything to do with the fact that we live in a society that tells us that all love is inferior to romantic love. I have always been asexual slash demi-polysexual, and I have always been aeroplot slash aromantic. And while I did not have access to specific language until I was 15, I knew and could describe the kind of love and partnerships I dreamed of. I wrote poetry about it, made songs about it, fell madly in love with love. I just never knew, <clears throat> and I still don't really, how to make the world see and feel what I see and feel when I think about love. This is more than just a question of time. This anti-blackness and desirability politics needing to be dismantled. There's more awareness and education of aromanticism being with everywhere. It is me not having the social capital or resources to find an interest basis where people understand me, let alone be in a relationship with me. I could wait forever and this still wouldn't happen in my lifetime. Final thoughts on aromanticism as a black gender-fearing woman. I think that it is important to state this. A person's aromantic identity tells you nothing else about them or their identity other than their lack of romantic attraction. An aromantic person may be allosexual, maybe asexual, or elsewhere in the A spectrum. Some aromantics identify as queer, some do not. Some may want or desire relationships of any kind, and some don't. All aromantics are part of the LGBTQIA plus community, and there is no such thing as straight passing privilege of arrow aces or hetero aces or bi poly pan omni arrows or any arrows because erasure is not privilege. I think my only personal discontent with aromanticism is that it is framed as a lack of something. And unfortunately, society seems to think that that something is a huge personal flaw for all aromantics. When in reality, the community is full of so much love and care and holds so much knowledge about the ways we can treat each other about human beings and build healthy, happy relationships. Aromanticism, aromanticism 
It's about so much joy, about loving and existing and admiring everything. And while the world would like to project the aromantic community as being white filled and white presenting, aromantic spaces do a hell of a better job than some others in the LGBTQIA community of being diverse, inclusive, and accessible. We're not perfect, but we are trying. And a lot of us are neurodiverse and or trans, non-binary, or gender non-conforming, which means many people in our species tend to understand multiple marginalizations. It takes a lot less work to explain being me because so many of us have shared experiences. Weird, it's like we're a community or something, right? Black arrows exist. I've even met three virtually. Yeah. Talking about Aerosmithism at the end department has been a bit freeing in a way. Talking through some identity stuff that I've never shared before that I think is really important for people to know. This is only the tip of the iceberg of what I have to say. I have been holding in these thoughts for so long. I will leave you with the info of three black aromantics you might want to check out. The asexual goddess, um, who uses she, they pronouns. Um, you can find them on Twitter at the asexual goddess. On YouTube, the channel is also the asexual goddess. And they mostly do a lot of asexual education, um, especially about lesser known identities. Um, and also talk a little bit about things generally um, in the LGBTQIA plus community. The Gentle Giant Ace, um, you can find them, you can find him on Twitter at um, Ace Gentle, and on YouTube at Marshall John Blanc. Um, yeah. And Yasmin Benoit, you can find her on Twitter at the Yasmin Benoit, and um, you can find her on YouTube, same thing, Yasmin Benoit. Some general arrow resources you might want to check out, Aromantics Wiki, Shades of Rainbow, um, Aromantic Spectrum Awareness Week on Tumblr, Area, which stands for Aromantic Spectrum Union for Recognition, Education, and Advocacy. Um, yeah.